You're listening to The Sound of My Voice. Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Valentine, and this is The Unplugged Podcast. In today's topic, I have a contributor that's coming in to talk about today's topic of the dangers of social media. And it's it's quite an interesting topic because a lot of us use social, social media to communicate with one another, to to basically expand their, your business, market your business there, to reach more people across the world. But sometimes there are dangerous things that happen, cancel culture being one of them, or just some information that's just not true at all. And today I have a friend of mine named Demi who is coming in just to talk about it. Now, she brought this topic to my attention. I was like, hey, why don't you just come on the podcast and just explain your points? I know she's got some golden nuggets today, so we're going to hear it from her herself. Hey, Demi, are you there? Hi, yes, I'm here. Hey, 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 how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing excellent. All righty. So as I was doing the introduction, I was basically letting the listeners know about the dangers of social media. And I know that today you're going to bring some uh, golden nuggets kind of dropping on them. You brought this to my attention and I know you've been listening to the podcast, but I, I want to know about this too. Like I know a few things, but I know that you probably did a lot of research and I know like from, from your experience of using social media, what's so dangerous about it. So I'm going to ask you the first question. What is the danger of social media and why is it a drug? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think with the danger of social media, there seems to be one major danger that kind of like snowballs. I feel like the major danger of uh, social media is living up to expectations, especially during this pandemic, whilst we have nothing else to do other than, you know, scroll on social media, looking in on other people's lives and how they present themselves on social media. Um, It's easy to kind of, you know, judge how people live their lives where you are in your life and how you can either like, you know, you're looking at them and you're like, Oh, they're the same age as me, but I'm nowhere near where they seem to be in life. So, um, you know, like the expectations of wealth, you know, you see a lot of people posting up with their designer clothing, their designer shoes and accessories, uh, which we all know is, you know, it's not cheap stuff. Um, it's like thousands of dollars or like, you know, their sports cars, like people flashing their cars about, uh, big homes and expensive areas, even things like disposable disposable cash, like them being on their story and taking pictures and videos of just having like wads of cash that they're able to just go to like a mall and, and drop a couple of thousands on like some handbags, even things like expensive holidays. Like I think everybody that I have on my social media last year was like flying out to Dubai, places in Dubai, like it's not a cheap place to be. Like you obviously have to have money to go there. Um, even like, you know, their nightlife when they're going out, you have people taking videos of them being on tables, with bottle service, you know, um, like expensive champagne. And then, you know, it's easy for you to look at them things on social media and be like, wow, like my life doesn't even compare somebody that, you know, works. And I would say that I'm pretty good with my money, but also seeing these kinds of stories and posts of people posting it with like their designer clothing and stuff like that you think to yourself like wow I wish like I could just go out and just drop a couple of thousands on a bag and 
still be able to eat for the month <laughs> like it's uh it's really crazy it, it's obviously a lot of like you know us looking in and judging from our perspective but it definitely plays a part when you know you are scrolling around on social media and you are kind of comparing yes definitely because i've noticed it time and time again um with browsing on social media myself like there's certain things i will see and i'll be like oh i want that i want this i want that and really and truly you don't want it per se because it's like it's only until it's pushed in your face you'd be like oh well if that person has it then it must be something that's interesting that maybe i should have right exactly. and gone are the days from back in the 90s where it's like uh people used to say tv made me do it right you saw something on tv and and you're just like okay this has to be a reality now people have gone so far where yes it can be a reality but like there's just some people who what's the term cap or catfish or um they'll go as far as to basically they'll rent things at just to take a photo just to prove that they supposedly have this thing and i'm just like well in the real world it's nice but who cares but this has become is is become a drug and that leads into my next question at what point would you say social networks went left and got toxic you know i really feel that because you know instagram starting back in 2010 everyone was pretty much using it for like ad hoc photography it wasn't about you know taking pictures of what you've got or like what you have or where you've been. It was actually just kind of like, you know, a great way to just like take some pictures and upload them onto social media. You know, you could add a couple of cute filters on there to make it look extra pretty. But I honestly think that once celebrities started joining Instagram, it really shifted how people look at Instagram. I mean, whilst, you know, celebrities can use it as a, as a way to kind of connect with their fans and the general public, which I think is great. Like, you know, it's a way for us to kind of like interact with people. Um, however, like once they kind of started like coming onto social media, it was like, you know, taking pictures of like what their life looks like. Everyone kind of was like, oh, I want a piece of that. I want a taste of that lifestyle. And, you know, a celebrity that comes to my mind when I think of someone being so heavily um, on social media would definitely be somebody like, you know, the Kardashian, like Kim Kardashian, for example, showcases everything about her life to the point where she showcased too much of her life and unfortunately experienced being robbed in Paris. Like, you know, she, she even admitted, you know, she shared on social media, like her jewelry, um, all her whereabouts, which then made it easy for people to kind of target her in this attack. Now, I, I believe she says that she doesn't share as much. I mean, I think she definitely probably, that must have definitely humbled her because that was probably one of the most scariest moments of her life. But, you know, we also see celebrities with their perfect hair and their appearance is amazing. They have their nails and their eyelashes done. They have this, like all this jewelry that they're wearing. Their tan is always on point. They have perfect teeth. And like something else, you know, with like Khloe Kardashian, for example, there was a scandal of her recently where she has, um, a photo that has hit social media that wasn't edited to her liking compared to all of her other heavily edited pictures. And it just makes you kind of look and think, 
um, you know, and that goes, this goes for like, you know, females and males, that when we look at pictures and we see what their expectations of an appearance are that we feel that we don't match to, then we instantly start thinking, oh my gosh, I need to change this about myself. I need to catch a flight out to Mexico to get a Brazilian butt lift, like, so I can have these hips and this butt, like, that Kylie Jenner has, like, and it just kind of spirals and turns into, like, a snowball effect of how that can affect, you know, people that not, aren't necessarily in the public eye, but, you know, we sit there and we, will sit, like, look in the mirror and judge how we look based off of celebrities. And in all fairness, these celebrities don't even look that way. They have, like, a whole team where they will take a picture and it will be edited. And, you know, we will sit there as, as the public and look at that picture and be like, oh, my gosh, like, my abs on, is that defined? Or, you know, I don't have the, the wide hips or even guys looking at, like, you know, guys in the public time being like, oh, my gosh, like, my figure isn't that way. Or, like, you know, I, <laughs> I don't have a great connecting beard or, you know, I don't, I can't, like, have waves in my hair. So then it's like everybody's just wanting to change everything about them. And even, like, you can look at people and you can be like, wow, you look exactly like this person. Like, everybody is a clone of somebody when they start following these trends, like, lip fillers when everybody started getting lip fillers at one point just because Kylie Jenner had lip fillers which is insane and like everybody just started looking like everyone so I would honestly say once celebrities started joining social media that's definitely when Instagram took a turn and I believe it started to get a lot more toxic yeah definitely I can and I can say that also another thing I would say that the reason why social media has gone left too is cancel culture. Mm -hmm. um, I've noticed this like, time and time again when it comes to cancel culture. It's like somebody could have done something way, 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 way many years ago and not have thought of the the repercussions of what that's going to happen to them years later. And somebody starts yeah. digging it up and then they're just like, oh, we got to cancel him because he said something that was racist or sexist or misogynist or whatever and this and that. And then it's just like it's weird because when it comes to dealing with that, the same people that are saying like cancel him, they did something that was either similar or just as outrageous. Um, like there was a thing that was happening. Uh, I think it was somebody at TikTok got fired for something and then the person who pointed the finger also then got fired as well because they had something uh, similar and it's like okay so then where do you draw the line now right as it cancel culture yeah it's very crazy right now i feel as cancel culture has definitely come in and onto the scene we as like a general public have been have become very sensitive about a lot of things like but at the same time it's like you know we can't really invalidate other people's feelings so it's like you know I could think one thing and you could think another but I can't really sit there and be like you're wrong for thinking that way because you know everybody's opinions are the, basically their opinions we can't tell somebody that they shouldn't think you know like one way about one thing like I mean obviously there's there's stuff like that racism for example like we know what right and wrong is and, you know, like you said, when somebody is like, you know, thrown into the spotlight, people just will dig and dig and dig. And then they'll bring up like something that was like so many years ago, that person could have completely grown from that, you know, that situation. But they then have to like, you know, kind of come out and apologize and, you know, explain where they were in life when they thought that. And, 
yeah, it, cancel culture is a, is a crazy situation currently. I mean, whilst, you know, I don't know what my views really are on cancel culture. I, I kind of think, you know, sometimes when a situation has occurred and, you know, somebody is able to bring that situation to life and it's a situation that isn't a good one, by all means, I do feel that people should be aware of, like, you know, if they've made a mistake. However, is it harsh? Sometimes it can be, yes. Um, there are times when I've seen a situation happen where somebody has had like a racist rant and I really don't feel bad about cancel culture in that sense but um, when people can be eaten alive for a simple mistake that they have made then I'm a bit like hey, maybe we can't like maybe they can just explain and like you know apologize and we can all just move on from it but it, it what what makes it even more crazier so say for example it would be like a situation where they said it just to one person I noticed one thing is this you have to imp- uh, apologize to everybody. And I'm just like, everybody. but it's like the, you weren't the person who got directly affected. Right. But it, all of a sudden it's like, there's always this need for a public apology. What about the person, like the party that's been directly hurt from it? Right. We don't have to see the apology happening, but I would, hope i would hope that the situation would get properly rectified and properly solved but that's what i noticed when it comes to like cancel culture especially like in what we've been seeing in the last couple of weeks with Derek jackson right to be honest everybody started draping up like to be honest i don't like this guy i knew this guy was a fraud i've heard personal (laughs) accounts from from several ladies that have actually personally dealt with him and have dated with him like dated him so when i saw like everything unfolding all that stuff like that and later later basically draping him up and draping up his his wife and saying like oh this and uh, i'm like okay first things first you're not the person who he he directly affected it was his wife Two, the other part is because of his personality and the way how he is, how he should have handled that situation, he did an amateur move. Because he did it, he should have called either a lawyer or a publicist to set the record straight instead of going the going at the way that he was going at it. But there should have been some reconciling and some apologizing happening in their personal life. And they should have worked that out. If that's going to work out for them. I don't know too much about their, their marriage situation. I'm not going, I'm not getting fast up in their business, but it's just like mm-hmm. for people's sake. And I get it for some people who have bought the books and bought all the stuff from him. I know, I understand that you're upset, but yeah. you know what? At the end of the day, when it's all said and done, they're like, he he doesn't need to apologize to you. He needs to do that for right. his wife, right? And how, like I said, they can figure out the situation how they can figure out their situation, but you know that's not my business. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I mean, you know, well, that's the thing. It was it becomes like tea for everybody to drink when they just come uh, like publicly and start, you know divulging all of that business quite frankly I mean I've never really followed him or I just seen him like kind of on the blogs and and the whole like kind of videos with his wife to me when people it's like they got caught so they feel that they have to apologize it feels very insincere like you know I like I said I don't really follow um 
follow him or what, or what has really been going on. I just briefly saw this video and was like, oh my goodness, this, like I'm getting secondhand embarrassment and this doesn't even feel like a sincere apology. So at that point, like you're apologizing, but do you really feel like you know what you're apologizing for? And like you said, like the person that has been properly affected is his wife. Like, you know, um, to me, that's something that is very private and personal that should have probably have been like, you know, like you said, if you contact the lawyer or publicist, it would be like a one-off statement and something that they could have dealt with behind closed doors. However, him coming out and, and you know, speaking on it allowed a lot of people's opinions uh, to then be brought forward. So then it's now a whole public media free-for-all. Uh, whereas if it was like, you know, personally to me, that would be something that I felt was, should have been dealt privately. But yeah, such a wild situation that everybody like it seems that a lot of people go through when they decide to do a public apology and then we sit there and question whether or not if they're really actually apologetic it leads into my next question because it kind of ties in with the next question what are the pitfalls to avoid in not getting pulled in by social media i don't feel worthy enough compared to the person then that is a that is a big sign that I would need to take a break from social media. And I would say that to anybody else that is also in that situation as well. You know, realizing that being your authentic self, you know, that's going to be way easier for you to portray on your social media and in real life and pretending to be something that you're not, you know, pretending to be somebody that has, you know, all this designer stuff, all these cars. And then it's like, I meet you in person and you're nothing like that. It's like, you just come across as like a fraud. <laughs> so, you know, being your authentic self is going to be so much more easier and, you know, more healthier for the soul. Uh, you know, you're going through life, like not constantly thinking like, you know, of your every move. Also, you're following in your life. They aren't a representation of you or your craft. Like don't measure your success by how many followers and likes you get. You know, it's, that is also a very dangerous thing to spiral into where you're like, oh my goodness, I don't have 500 likes photos. That must mean that whatever I'm posting isn't good enough. That's not the case at all. You know, some people just have a lot more engagement, but that also comes with, you know, how often they post on their social media. It really isn't uh, like, you know, a thing to measure against your success. Like, you know, people be out here buying followers and likes, which to me is ridiculous because buying them doesn't mean anything. Like, you know, you haven't earned them followers, you haven't earned them likes. So it doesn't really mean anything. You know, the first time you buy them, I imagine that you see all the likes and the follows coming in, which is like a temporary high. You're like, oh my goodness, like I've, I've got so many things going off on my social media. But they aren't authentic people who care about what your posts are. They're not going to, you know, see your post and be like, oh my goodness. Like if you're a business, for example, be like, oh, I want to invest in your business. I want to buy what you're, what you're selling. Like they're just, people that just hang about on your page like there's nothing rewarding about having them buy like them bought followers and likes because I don't feel like they are something that's going to kind of you know tell you to kind of anything um and also it's nice and it's more rewarding to know that people that follow you follow you because they want to follow because they're interested in what you post and you know that they're, they're engaged in in what your social media is about so yeah i i would generally say that they are some that you know some tips and, and i know it's very difficult because social media especially now whilst we're all inside is something that is consuming us you know we have people that are doing you know tiktoks and reels and all these other things which is great to to view and look at but 
honestly, try not to get yourself too wrapped up in it because, you know, that's somebody else's life that even could be exaggerated just for your own. A lot of, like I mentioned earlier, some people will go as far to basically, well, rent cars or rent planes or stage stuff to make it look like it's really happening. Like um, I used to watch this a lot a decade ago because it was an actual thing until it became fake. But remember those um, those social experiments where they'll basically stage something and get p- actual people to react to it, right? Yeah. And it got to a point where it sometimes when a social experiment goes wrong, I remember, I think it was like somewhere downtown Toronto about 10 years ago. What happened was somebody was yelling something like racist and stuff like that. And as a, just as a joke and there was cameras hidden everywhere and it got to the point where people were actually like, like yelling and cussing at the person and somebody actually spat in the person's face and actually physically punched them. So what I'm trying to get at here is like it, it went from that to now being fake to see people's reaction and all that stuff like that. And some people just watch that as if it's gospel. And I have a problem with that. Cause I'm like, why do you keep still making things? We know it's fake first and foremost. So why do you keep doing it? Right. But mm-hmm. it's just some people just they're they're They want the validation from other people. And it's just, I feel that when it comes to social media, um, a lot of people are so fixated on getting the attention, like you mentioned, getting the attention, getting that high, that dopamine, that that whole feeling of being like, oh, yeah, this is how I feel and this is whatever. And da, da, and you're getting this shower of likes and comments and all that stuff like that. And, you know, you don't feel whole as yourself or what's my favorite one is this. Um, I noticed a lot with um, there was the whole thing between Candace Owens and Cardi B and Cardi B posted a video and uh, Cardi B was saying like, oh, tell me what your thoughts are. And then Candace basically said like, hey, I don't like what you posted because it's very derogatory. And yes, yes, it was. And I totally agree with Candace on that. And that's how the whole feud started between back and forth of them. But it's like you can't just post something on social media and then just say like, hey, what's your thoughts on it? Right. And then then not expect that there's going to be other opinions or other people reacting at it differently. But this is the day and age that we've we've uh, come up in where people are so focused on. Oh, well, this is uh, I like how I'm getting this kind of attention. But when somebody says like, hey, I, I don't feel the same way. We're all of a sudden offended, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, no, like you shouldn't do that. Like and and that's also one bit of how cancer culture, cancel culture has started with that just because of one person having that difference in opinion. And I, a reason why I do this podcast is because sometimes we need to have the other side of the story or we need to actually pull up some facts to have people understand like, hey this is why this thing is right or this is wrong or this is something that you don't know what you're doing is actually affecting you negatively, right? 
and especially yeah. with social media like i know i were, i was going to ask you the fourth question but you've already answered it already of talking about like the healthy habits of using social media and taking breaks is a is a definite thing you should take a break you should go out and actually enjoy life like during this pandemic i haven't posted that much since uh, since last year march i didn't post that much i was actually out working but when I was out there working, I actually got to experience the world and just have fun and uh, make money, take care of the things that I needed to take care of. And to be honest, like I can just come back. I, I, I did a drop back in February. So two months ago and people went crazy. They're like, where have you been? And da, 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 all this stuff like that. But it's like, well, there's a lot of personal stuff that I had to take care of before I could come back. Right. And also another yeah. thing, too, uh, with the exaggerated stuff, a lot of people will post all the highlights of their life, right? They'll, they'll, they'll post the highlights of their life and what's going on in their life, but they never show you what's going on behind closed doors. Or they will talk about something that happened in their day and how they're sad about it or how they're angry about it. And I'm just like this. I'm like, who cares? Right. And, and, and that's the sad truth. Who, who cares uh, about what you're going through? And, and But it's true. It's just, you know, I don't have a personal relationship with you. So why should I care? But people do that just to get attention and have people talk to them in a, like a certain way or message them or whatever, whatever, whatever their motive yeah. is. But for me, there's times where I've, talked about stuff that I was going through on, and then I just left it like that. I didn't have to go further into detail, right? Anything that I have to share, I'll share that amongst my closest friends. And exactly. that, and that's yeah. one of the most important thing is like, okay, you have people who will have thousands of followers. I have like, for me, I have over 5,000 followers on my Instagram, but I'll probably mm -hmm. say like a very small percentage are people that I personally know. And the people that I personally know, I can actually call them on my phone and say, hey, this is what I'm going through or this is my next move. And that's it. I don't have to tell anybody yeah. else. But I rather have that amongst my close queue of, of friends just because like I know that like the thing is with my friends, my friends will hold me accountable. My friends will tell me the honest truth. My friends will come with the facts simple and and, and and that's it and that's what people need to have in order for them to grow everybody's so focused on finding balance or leveling up but the thing is for me i'm a type of person where i'm always focused on ascending right or finding that that sense of wholeness right and that's that's the thing too people don't know what wholeness is what is wholeness it's not just going to therapy or going to counseling, that's only two tools that are, that are in the toolkit of finding wholeness. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean, just even kind of briefly touching on like what you're saying in regards to like, you know, you, you know, your privacy. Like, like you said, yeah, like nobody is really, don't, they don't really have your best intentions at heart. And technically they're probably just going to go along with whatever it is that, you, you know you're saying or like you know it's not really like heartfelt reactions that you're going to receive like you know and I would say for sure like I'm exactly the same I really don't put my personal business um on my social media at all I keep my cards very close to my chest you know like I would speak to close friends and family 
um, about situations. If I feel I need to talk to somebody, I wouldn't really, you know, post upon my story and be like, well, you know, this is what's going on in my life. Because quite frankly, like you, I would look at that and think, you know, who actually cares? Like, no, nobody probably cares. Like, I would much prefer to speak to somebody that actually cares and is going to give me good advice as to how I can move on from this situation. So, no, I 100% agree. It's sad that this has become the reality to things, but this is this is how some things are. But, yeah, the most important thing is you need to be around people that are going to push you to look out for your best interests, and you have to do the same for them. You know, mm-hmm. and I've seen time and time again where – this is one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to social media is that everybody is an expert on something and they don't even have any experience on it or they may have had a bad experience in something and all of a sudden that they're an expert like my i hate this so much is when somebody posts a relationship quote and i'm just like this i'm like yeah who hurt you I'm like, I'm like, who hurt you? Because that's oh, not how relationships yeah, yeah. work. That's not how a marriage works. That's not how oh, a business works. It, it's like, I'm like, okay, you just had one bad experience and all of a sudden you're Socrates. You're, you're, you know, you're, um, you're Marx. You're, you're, you know, like you're talking about, like, I think therefore I am like, no, it doesn't work that way. Right. <laughs> and the thing I, is, I feel like there, there was one situation where I had somebody on my social media. I think it was my Snapchat. And I knew for a fact that, like, you know, the way they was posting up money, the way they was posting up all these cars, I was like, okay, you do not have a lifestyle where you're working and you're paying your taxes. Like, I, I know what's going on behind these scenes, but then they want to start posting up about, like, being their own boss and, like, having your own business. And I was like, okay, first of all, we're not going to use, you know, illegal activities and then say that you're an entrepreneur. Like, that's not how this works here. I'm not looking at your business and thinking, damn, yeah, I need to get into that line of work. And I'm like, you, like, you know, going on about entrepreneurship, but not even having, like, an honest job, um, like, that infuriates me massively. I'm like, hey, like, you know, you're flying out to all these places, but this is disposable cash that you can't even that you know be putting into your bank account be showing even on your you know your paperwork and you want to be talking about being your own boss i i believe that the term entrepreneur has been used so it it like the the word doesn't mean anything anymore because everybody wants to say like oh i'm my own boss i do this and i do that and i'm like uh yeah that that's cool that's fine but it's like we have a lot of people that just do that just to say like yeah i'm an entrepreneur i'm doing something it just sounds cool all those different things for me i don't even call myself an entrepreneur anymore even though i i have a business but i don't say like yeah i'm an entrepreneur and i'm doing this and i'm doing like no the people who will reach me in terms of business they will reach me right and a lot of my business that for me it actually comes through word of mouth i don't even promote it so much on social media anymore but when I do all my production stuff, all my production stuff is all word of mouth through people who I've talked to. I've like, I have my phone, so I show them a portfolio of my work and they're like, okay, uh, how much for to do this, 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 and this, like I tell them like, well, I can't tell you that much on the spot because if you're looking for something specific, I'll tell the price for you. 
And right. then like, I'll set up like a meeting either in person or we'll do like a virtual one over the phone and then look at what exactly that they're looking for. And then that's it. They, they sign the papers, they do the initial deposit and then we go in, we do everything and then there's the finished product, right? That's what I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at and, and, and trying to work towards not so much of, Oh, Hey, look at me. This is how we're doing the business. And this is how we're doing the process. And I, I stopped doing that because I'm just like, okay, yes, I got people who are watching, but are those people that are watching actually reaching into their pockets and pulling out cash, credit card, Bitcoin, whatever form of currency to pay for my mm -hmm. services. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, Hi, Really, the answer is nine times out of ten, probably not. <laughs> probably not. So then, what's the point? So that's why I'm very f keen and focused on. Okay, if somebody wants to get help from me, you can come and ask me for help. I'll tell you what to do. This is this. You take that information and you you work at it. But if I give you the information and you don't do anything about it, I'll be very disappointed in you. And that's why it gets to the point where. If somebody needs me for a certain something in, in regards to my business, they have to pay to get that information. Simple as that. Mm. And, and back to how we're talking about some people will go that far to, to push a lavish lifestyle and try to say that they're an entrepreneur or they're a, a relationship guru person or whatever field of whatever they're, they say that they're in. I always try to check like I know in this day and age where a lot of people are talking about well uh, going to school and degrees are not this but it's like okay if you're a person who's giving like relationship advice or best friend advice I'll tell you this if you're not a therapist please do not open your mouth and say anything please do not if you have no background in psychotherapy anger management you don't work with an organization please do not say anything same thing when it goes to finance well finances it it's there's a bit of a, a a gray area because there are business owners that have started their business from the ground up that don't have education a background for their business or just education background period but they just have a lot of uh, background on it but when it comes to certain financial stuff like uh, taxes all that stuff like that um, or just for certain types of wealth management that's from somebody who has done the research the work and paid for all that study work classes all that just to do their business or do what they do today thank you so much for coming in on the uh the podcast today um let people know who you are i know that you're not that much on social media but just let people know uh, who you are and a little bit of what what you do absolutely um yeah so i mean basically um you can find me on instagram my instagram name is demi jade mua i'm a makeup artist um Toronto, uh, area um, so, I mean, I am definitely trying to, I mean, there's not really a lot of posting I can do right now as we all know we're kind of in a lockdown situation, but definitely, uh, you know, give me a follow and uh, keep an eye out for some future, future work that I will be posting. But yeah, so that's basically how you can contact me. You can DM me on there. You, my email is also attached onto my contact um, on my Instagram as well. All right. So that's Debbie. Now, what about me? D'Angelo Valentine. Now, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're either listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google, or any other podcast platform right now, but you're not following, 
make sure you follow the platform. Now, if you want to know about me outside of this space, like YouTube, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, AFTRDRK. And if you want to know about me even further than that, you can follow me on my social media on Instagram, D.AFTRDRK. Thank you so much for listening. My name is D'Angelo Valentine. This is Unplugged. Peace.